0: Who are not only the top free agents this year, but ones that fit the Yankees' needs? That's next on today's Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsulius, and with me as always is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, a lot of stuff happening.
1: <laughs> oh, it's been a busy offseason suddenly, hasn't it? It uh, yeah, we had a very, very busy start to the week here, start to free agency. We're gonna talk about that today, of course. But also, as you guys know, Five days a week, Monday through Friday, still here on locked on Yankees. And we have a lot planned here this week. So make sure to hit subscribe. We have a bunch of stuff coming your way, including today. Got to talk about Anthony Volpe winning his first career gold glove in his rookie season, what it means in the future of that. That's coming up later on in the show. But Stacey wanted to break down the free agents here. Now that free agency is officially open, the qualifying offers are out. Everything is set in stone. uh, Save, of course, again, the qualifying offers haven't been rejected or accepted at this point. That will be done by November the 14th. But we have a great idea of what the landscape is. In our second segment today, we're going to go through the pitchers, but we wanted to start with the most pressing needs. That is position players, Stace. Of course, I wanted to kind of get this out of the way. Some things that we had in our minds of the biggest needs the Yankees have. Mm -hmm. And again, this list, of course, doesn't include Shohei Otani. Like, it's not the... (laughs) (laughs) obvious big names, but the ones that fit the Yankees needs that make the most sense. Um, so the needs I had in my head, Stacy, is I felt like the Yankees need a regular center fielder while you wait for Jason Dominguez. You need to also add a corner outfielder to help shore up an everyday outfielder, because right now you don't know what you're going to get out of guys that are potentially going to take that position in house. Um, If you add these types of players, they don't have to be your regular every day for the entire season, but they kind of help fill gaps while you wait for someone to come around or someone to get healthy. Um, Hopefully both of those are left-handed bats. If you can swing it that way. And then I also earmarked that the Yankees need a starting pitcher and a closer slash setup man, maybe two arms, but at least one. Would you agree with all of those kind of the blueprint there?
0: Yes. Yes. Every single one of them, especially especially the left-handed batter, because they've needed that for a while. Um, but I also feel very confident in saying that they definitely, I think they need to add a starter, definitely yes. to the rotation.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna get to that pitching stuff in a second. But like we said, position players, hitters first. Stacey, we got a, a elephant in the room. This let let's just start with him. Let's talk about Cody Bellinger.
0: Yes. <laughs> Uh, he was offered the qualifying offer, right? And
1: he's not going to take it.
0: No. I mean, yeah. I would personally because well, it's just above $20 million this year, but most of these guys aren't going to take those qualifying offers.
1: <laughs> yeah, he won't take it. He's going to take free agency here because he's clearly going to get a bigger deal. Uh, I wanted to start, Stace, with the upsides of Cody Bellinger because we have kind of struck the cautionary tale of Cody Bellinger, but I wanted to talk about why he was resurgent this year. Obviously, I don't think we need to tell you why he fills many needs uh of the Yankees. Of course, he is a left-handed bat. Of course, uh he has an uppercut swing. He's pull happy. Uh he fills a need in center field. He can also play left field. He also can play first base. It's a lot of needs. A lot of needs addressed in one player. What helped turn his season around uh was kind of A, getting healthy. Remember, he had a shoulder problem that kind of plagued him for a couple of years and why it ultimately fell apart with him in Los Angeles. But for Bellinger, it's kind of the posture fix that he went through. He Mm -hmm. fixed the swing. He worked a lot with Dustin Kelly, the Cubs hitting coach here uh, in the offseason and into the season throughout the season to kind of help his hands, help his backside and allow him to hit more pitches that he was struggling to. uh, He was swinging and missing a lot when his last tenured years in Los Angeles. So there are are a lot of good things here. And the reason why I bring up the things that helped him get successful is that's not something that you quickly lose is you see once the swing got fixed and once he felt healthier, the numbers returned to where he was at his height his MVP numbers and ultimately led to his comeback player of the year. So there are good upsides here. It's still a gamble, but it's not like this was a one-off season there is some track record there. You just don't 100% know what Cody Bellinger you're going to get. And that's basically the big downside.
0: Right. The other part of the downside is some of the holes he has in his swing down and in trouble with some off speed pitches. And he also was having trouble with fastballs up, but that could also be attributed to recovering from that shoulder injury, but there's still kind of a risk in going for him um, with some of those problems that he had, but as you said, he fills so many needs that if the Yankees have a chance to even talk to him, they really need to.
1: <laughs> yeah. They have to at least talk to him. And like, he is clear as one of the big, biggest free agents on the market. Um, there is a, a legitimate plausibility of him returning to Chicago. Uh, like I said, he likes Dustin Kelly, the hitting coach there with the news in the Cubs up does he stay? We'll see, uh, because of Craig council and all that. and, and, that's a whole different can of worms, but uh, we will talk about Cody Bellinger in full, a whole episode dedicated to Cody, Be- Cody Bellinger later on this week. So make sure to stay tuned. Stacey, who's another outfielder that might fit a Yankees need?
0: Kevin Kiermaier, another lefty. Now, he doesn't hit like Bellinger, but he plays really good defense. And as, as his back goes, he's pretty steady. You know, he's not one of those guys who's like, really high and really low he's kind of there so it wouldn't be such a bad thing for him to be in the lineup but i love his defense and he would really fit in well with the yankees plus he has al east experience as we know because he played with tampa for so long and toronto also a plus side he doesn't want to play on turf anymore because of all the injury history that he's had yankees don't have turf so that also works in their favor and he actually mentioned the yankees as a possibility like before the season ended and uh so that would be something to fill a need
1: yeah he he makes a lot of sense in the let's wait for jason dominguez camp right Mm -hmm. if that's the direction they want to go then that totally makes a whole whole bunch of sense um another guy that i don't see a lot of people talking about and Obviously, he isn't the perfect candidate, but if you're still looking in that, let's wait for Jason Dominguez. Let's see if he could also you know, play a corner outfield spot. Maybe he's not your center fielder, but you let Judge take center field full time. Randall Grichuk. I know he's a right-handed bat. I know that the latter part of his season wasn't the greatest after the trade deadline, but there was a reason why he got moved by Colorado last season. He had some serious pop. Yes, he's a right-handed bat. I'll say that 15 times. I understand <laughs> that, uh, but I feel like if they don't get Bellinger, they don't get Kiermaier, Randall Grichuk as a right-handed option on a one-year deal is not the worst thing in the world. Again, he fills your corner. He lets guys like Everson Pereira uh, kind of marinate a little bit longer. Uh, you know, he get let Oswaldo Cabrera kind of still relegate to that utility role, like. Again, you're kind of looking for innings at this point while you wait for some guys to cook a little bit longer. You wait for, again, Jason Dominguez to come back. So I feel like Randall Grichuk isn't the worst option in the world. Right. Um, there are others on the free agent market, but we wanted to kind of narrow it down to a couple of guys, and I felt like Grichuk was a guy that uh, isn't really being talked about a lot. Um, right. He is clearly not a permanent solution, but he is a, a bit of a band-aid if that's the direction the Yankees want to go in. So... Just wanted to throw that one out there. Um, Again, we're going to have a full Cody Bellinger episode later on this week. We have a very, very, busy week here on Locked On Yankees, so make sure to hit subscribe. Of course, you can reply to that comment here on the YouTube side, if you so please, uh, to submit your fan mail Friday questions. We are going to be answering your questions on Friday. I'm sure this week you're going to get plenty of them because free agency opening now. Um, You can also join the Locked On Yankees Insiders Club. That's a 14-day free trial in the episode description where you get fan mail Friday priority. You also get text messages with breaking news. You get text messages between Stacey and myself, where you can one-on-one text us and it's a whole bunch of fun. Join the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club. There's a free 14-day trial. Okay. We just went through all the position players that we wanted to pitch to you today. Of course, there are plenty more, and we want to hear who you think would be a good fit in the comment section. But coming up next, we are going to talk about the big position the big pitchers rather that will fill the needs the Yankees have for next season. Stay tuned.
0: More early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, it's the perfect time to join if you're new, because new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks right away if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, but have been hesitant for whatever reason, this is your sign. It's the absolute best time to jump on board. The, sa- the app is super easy to use. And of course FanDuel gives you all the tools to score big like spreads, player props, over-unders and a ton more. This weekend, the Giants will be in Texas to take on the Cowboys for an division battle. <laughs> so-called battle and the jets will be in vegas to take on the raiders so now's the perfect time to get started go visit fanduel.com locked on and kick off the nfl season fanduel official partner of the nfl
1: back here on locked on yankees hey everydayers, we talked about it there in the first segment but just a reminder cody ballinger Making the case, a new series that we are debuting that we are going to be doing at least once a week moving forward through the offseason, making the case for every big free agent. So that's coming up later on this week. And of course, also coming up this week, tomorrow, Hal and uh, Cashman are going to be talking. Uh, to the media via Zoom, so we're going to break down their comments coming up on Wednesday's show, so make sure to subscribe for that. Stace, uh, to continue our conversation about the top free agents that fill the Yankees' needs, we wanted to go to the pitching front, and like we said, we feel both pretty strongly that they need to add a starting pitcher, whether that be a high-end or middle-of-the-rotation arm. So let's go ahead and get to that, Stace, uh, our number 1 starting pitcher on the market.
0: We've spoken about him before, but we're going to speak about him again. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, because, of course, um, so many things that are good about him. He's young. He has multiple pitches in his arsenal, and they're all really good, especially his slider and his splitter. He could slide right in as a number three, and if Rodon is giving them any trouble, he could be the number two because he's that good.
1: Yeah, that's it's a massive upside for Yamamoto. I think the young aspect of it is really nice because there is a potential future sans garrett cole mm-hmm. um which is a reality you have to come to terms with like you have to semi prepare for that um obviously you you have some upside uh, in your triple a ranks right now some good upside so that's that's nice uh but adding a yamamoto would be massive and like you said he would, he was slotted at that 3 really really nicely i think the only thing that would make him even better is if he was a lefty but that's yeah, <laughs> every pitcher on the planet if you're a right-hander uh <laughs> yeah. just ask any baseball dad but uh yeah like if if you were a lefty you would be a no-brainer uh i think they have a legitimate shot at getting yamamoto um they have very clearly expressed interest in him so i don't think you should gloss over that fact that uh, the yankees seem pretty in on getting this guy And um, he adds a lot of things to your rotation if you do end up landing him.
0: Mm -hmm. The number two, speaking of lefties, Blake Snell, uh, who won the NL Pitcher of the Year as voted on by the players, just like Garrett Cole won the AL Pitcher of the Year. Uh, He's been around the block. He's been in the AL East. His floor is high, and he can be another really good addition to the rotation, plus the whole left-handed Thing is really a plus for Snell because he's another guy that you can slot in there. Again, this is all like if Rodone is not doing as well, all these other guys can slot right in there as number two if they need them to.
1: Yeah, like that's, um, I mean, Snell pitched as a one this past year, right? Like mm-hmm. he was he was the ace of San Diego um, when you knew that or you didn't know what you're 100% getting from him. Like it was a bit of a return to f- uh, to form for Blake Snell this season clearly he would be a big get clearly this would be the yankees leaning much more in the screw it spending spree side of things because he's going to cost he is he got the qualifying offer again that uh can be decided on by november the 14th which it is not as of this recording so we don't know 100 but i know 99 that he's not going to take that qualifying offer because he's going to get a pretty big contract he is the premier starting pitcher on the market that has played Major League Baseball. Yeah. That's it. That's plain and simple. Um, So we'll see where he lands. We'll see what the market is like for him. And we'll see if he has interest. Um, Like you said, he has that familiarity with the American League East. Uh, He has a higher floor, which he, in comparison to a Carlos Rodon, rodone doesn't have that higher floor that snell has which is Mm. uh you know kind of a difference maker like if it were between snell and rodone you go snell even prior to 2023
0: Mm -hmm. oh yeah
1: that's just how it is um but we did also have a bit of a darker horse candidate stacy that wasn't the top two names on the free agent market
0: yeah aaron nola righty (laughs) also fits right into the middle of the rotation. He's one of those guys that you wouldn't expect to be your ace of the staff. So he's kind of perfect to slip right in there. And he does have number two upside, but it, that would be a really good three behind Cole and Rodone, And then you have Nestor and whoever else you want to put at the end of the rotation. Um, that wouldn't be a bad option either. <laughs> and he's pitched in big games.
1: Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. That's, that's massive. Obviously we talked about Snell pitching, uh, you know, obviously the famous, infamous World Series game. Uh, and, and even with Yamamoto, obviously, these are all big game pitchers. We just saw mm-hmm. Yamamoto pitch in a massive, massive Nippon championship and it's like set a record. So, how like, many, it,
0: yeah, how many pitches did he throw?
1: <laughs> it was insane. It was, it was yeah. like 130 or something, like 130 pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like he, all these guys have playoff experience, have big game experience, and that's what you want. Like, you want guys to step up. Um, cause you're trying to make a championship run here. Like you're not trying to just be good and win the division. You're trying to make a championship run. Mm-hmm. So yes, that may be getting ahead of ourselves, but I know a lot of people are focusing on the hitting side for good reason, for yes. good reason, but you got to pitch too, and it's, it's pretty glaring how weak they were depth wise on the starting pitching front. Any one of these guys, plus whatever, they're going to end up signing on a minor league deal with a spring training invite is going to help out your cause. So if you can add one big one and then try and fill the gaps outside of it with those spring training invites, I think the Yankees are in a pretty decent spot. Um, Stacy wanted to go into the reliever side of things, which, which the Yankees are in a luxury where they don't have to add, Mm. they adding helps, but they're not in a position where they're like, oh my gosh, if we don't get an eighth inning guy, we're so screwed. Like, they're not
0: the Diamondbacks or the Rangers.
1: <laughs> yes, they're not in that front, right? Where they're just like, uh, you can close, All right? <laughs> they have homes. And I think that's where this conversation needs to start because the obvious top free agent uh, closer slash reliever is Josh Hader on the market, right? Oh, yeah. The Yankees need a lefty. There's no denying that. They need to add a lefty either in-house or out of house because right now they don't have a lefty in the bullpen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Josh Hader fills... Two roles here, left-handed arm, and obviously a bona fide major league closer. You know that, and it depends on how the Yankees view Clay Holmes, right? Which I think they're in the camp, at least I'm in the camp of I'm fairly comfortable with him back there. But man, if you got a premier closer and let Holmes be your eight, your eighth inning guy, oh man, you just got a lot better. You Mm -hmm. just got a lot better. Yeah. Uh, so that could be the route to take. Another guy I had in this is kind of a surprising free agent because he did not get his option picked up in Chicago. Liam Hendricks. Yes, he's a right-hander, but Liam Hendricks is a high upside, low, ca- uh, low risk guy for me. Yeah. That has been there, is not too far removed from being a legitimate closer in Major League Baseball, and it's only because of cancer. Like that's really the only reason why he wasn't a legitimate bona fide major league closer last season. Um, We saw it a little bit. He played five games this past season and it doesn't seem like he's lost too much of a step. So again, that could be a shorter deal with huge upside. If that hits, that hits big time again, could battle with Holmes for the closer role. Any, either of those could close and they could both end up closing. If they keep doing a closer by committee situation. Um, Stacey had three more. One of them we know the, hmm. before that, however, Will Smith, the rest of these guys are all lefties. Will Smith, obviously the meme is kind of going around right now where he's won three world series in a row, yada, yada. But in my case, Stace, he is a very slider heavy pitcher, hmm. which I've talked about on multiple occasions. The Yankees are so good at throwing sliders. I feel like Will Smith under Sam Breen would be massive.
0: Are you gonna? Nasty. Are you saying he's gonna slide right in there?
1: He's gonna. He would slide right in there, Stace. He would be such a premier setup man, eighth inning guy, mm-hmm. that fills a hole that isn't glaring, but man, that plugs it right up. Again, heavy slider. He's a fifty percent slider pitcher. Um, so meaning that's fifty percent of his pitches, he's throwing a slider. The only downside to him is he is a fly ball pitcher, which obviously mm-hmm. doesn't play in New York, but he's right. a lefty, so that makes it a little bit easier. He has. Really, really high swing and miss outside of the zone. That's huge because Mm -hmm. the Yankees walked a lot of guys last year. So having swing and miss would be nice. Uh, Obviously, Wandy Peralta is a free agent. I don't see him not returning. Like, I I wouldn't be shocked at him not uh, returning. Um, He's clearly well-liked by the Yankees, by both the front office, the coaching staff, and the players. Um, He had a pretty good year uh, this past season. And obviously has that elite changeup that the Yankees kind of lack a little bit in their bullpen. So he'd be huge. And then one more I had for us in our final free agent today, Matt Moore. Yes. That Matt Moore. Yes. Tampa Bay Rays, Matt Moore. He is now a reliever and a very effective reliever, a very effective left-handed eighth inning reliever. Um, he had a massive 2023. 20, and what I really like is he doesn't throw like a hundred or whatever. He slides into the same type of role that the Yankees already have. And that they're familiar with is the mid nineties fastball 93 to 96, but he gets that high to elite swing and miss on that four seamer, which mm. again, the Yankees who walked a lot of guys last year could always use. You're always going to want swing and miss type stuff. Um, and a guy who isn't, doesn't have to throw 103 to get it is always high upside. So Moore is very calm and cool. He had very few bad outings this past season. He had some injuries, but uh, I think he would be a great addition to the bullpen. Again, seven eighth inning guy. If you're not looking to get an elite closer, Matt Moore, you could do a lot worse than Matt Moore. He would be an upgrade over a guy like Wandy Peralta. So
0: any one of these guys, I mean, the Yankee bullpen is already really good, but any one of these guys would make it legitimately scary.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, all these guys are veteran, too. They're Mm -hmm. all veteran arms, 30-year-old arms. So I like any one of them to join the (laughs) Yankees rotation. It just depends on what direction they want to take. And I feel Mm -hmm. like they could get one of these guys. I don't feel like it's too out of the question. Let us know how you're feeling about the free agents in the comment section here on YouTube. We're going to step aside, but we have great news. Anthony Volpe is a Gold Glove winner. We also have some different news that's coming up next. Back here on Locked on Yankees, our final segment here on a very busy week. Stacy, we unfortunately kind of missed this for yesterday's show because we recorded before uh, the news came out. But Stace, some great, great historic news for the
0: Yankees. Yeah. Anthony Volpe wins a gold glove, and he's just the second Yankee to win its shortstop. Jeter was the first. He's the first Yankee at any position to do it as a rookie, which when you think about all the people who played for the Yankees, that's incredible. And he's the youngest shortstop ever to win the American League gold glove award. And considering the questions coming in this year, should he be shortstop? Should Peraza be the shortstop? You know, how is he going to do (laughs) this answers the questions (laughs) it's amazing it
1: really is amazing there were a a handful on the on both sides but on the American League side a lot of young young um at least finalists but also winners on the Gold club side but yeah I mean we we sang the praises of Volpe's defense all season right we knew it we knew it I knew it from the second I saw that kid play uh last in 2022 I knew it the second I saw him And for him to get this honor is just amazing. And uh, I'm so happy for him. He's a good dude. Like I had no problems with him. He was a really nice kid. And uh, you should be happy. Like, uh, yes, it's it's amazing that I didn't want to touch on this because I wanted to keep the spotlight on Volpe, but I just I can't I can't hold myself back. It's amazing that there's even a discussion of moving him to second base.
0: Right. (laughs) <laughs> isn't
1: that incredible like that that kind of shows how good Oswald Perazigan again is again I don't want to take the spotlight off of Anthony Volpe but that's just right. insane to me that as a rookie you win the AL gold glove it's short and you're already going like maybe Peraza should play short still <laughs> <laughs> it's, crazy. it's crazy the Yankees are very talented defensively I, like they yeah. really are
0: yeah and you could see it this past season it was such a difference um it was a lot more comfortable watching certain positions being played you weren't watching through your fingers and if you're not watching on youtube i have my hands covering my face so yeah no i'm very happy for him that's very cool i was pleasantly surprised but not shocked because we talked about it we talked about his chances and we thought he had a very good chance to win and there you go good on the people who vote for it i'm very you know i'm more more surprised about that
1: (laughs) that they got it right you know so keep your eye out for that gold patch on that that glove here uh, in 2024, awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, what, what's the upside for for Volpe? Do you think like we can kind of use this as a small springboard for a conversation about Anthony Volpe? Uh, I, I feel like we'll do a full episode on him on, on his future, um, and I'm sure we'll do the Peraza versus Volpe debate again and again and again. But uh, for now, like, what do you see 2024 for him?
0: Ooh. Um...
1: Let's 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 keep the Peraza factor out of it.
0: I feel like, you know, I know people are going to worry about him regressing and having like the sophomore slump kind of a thing, but I feel like he's going to be okay. Um, I feel like he's going to actually be better at some of the things that he kind of lacked last season, because I feel like he didn't steal enough bases. When he did steal bases, it was great. There was a lot of productive things happening there, but I feel like he's going to step that up a bit and make his game more well rounded in 2024, where he's going to be defensively, offensively, and then running the bases. I feel like this will give him the confidence to really, like, be really good. Um, I I see All Star in his future. Maybe not twenty twenty four, but I definitely see All Star in his future.
1: Yeah, I'm really hoping he can. uh When pitchers inevitably adjust to him, I'm hoping he can adjust with them. <laughs> That's probably my biggest concern moving forward. I'm not concerned about the glove, shortstop, second base. I have no problem him playing either of them. I've yeah. made it known many times over that I prefer Peraza at short, but mm-hmm. that is honestly splitting hairs. I have zero problems with Volpe at short. Clearly, you just want a gold glove. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 seeing how pitchers adapt to him. We already saw it. The off-speed stuff is a problem for him. Mm. And yes, he's young. Yes, he didn't have the seasoning at AAA that you would hope. He obviously had to go to the majors rather quickly. But uh, yeah, I, I still hope that whoever the Yankees hitting coach ends up being can work with him on adjusting to the off-speed stuff and um, just kind of clean up the eye, clean up the swing, clean up being, you know, overmatched at the plate. That's, that's my biggest concern for him next season. Um, We also had some interesting news here come out and this is gonna be our last thing of the day. Stacy, we talked about it on Friday, but it was official on Monday. The New York Mets have signed Carlos mendoza yankees bench coach as their manager of course he's been in the organization since he was with the river dogs in 2009 so he's been a, a long time yankee here over a decade in the system uh in the episode description i have linked a convert that conversation we had on friday so if you missed that uh on friday you can go check that out if you're looking for more information but uh good for carlos mendoza man uh happy for him clearly he has been interviewing for a managerial job for the last couple of seasons so good for him and and best of luck to him.
0: Good luck and Godspeed over there in Queens, Carlos. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have to move, right? Presumably. yeah, he or at least at say, least he knows how to get there. Yeah, yeah, just take the seven instead of the four. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Now he knows. Yeah, now he knows how to get there.
1: Um, but again, in that episode description, you guys can go check out the conversation that we already had about that. Um, congratulations. It's it's a massive honor, obviously. Yeah. Um to, to follow up a guy like bookshaw Walters, like that's a pretty big honor, man. Yeah. Um, especially for your first managerial job, man. That's that's awesome. I couldn't be happier for him. Um, Stacy, like we said, very busy week. Yes. What is coming up this week on Locked on Yankees?
0: Our new series, making the case, and the first person we're making the case for in depth is Cody Bellinger. We're gonna go through the pros and the cons of signing Cody Bellinger and making him a Yankee. So that'll be fun.
1: Oh yeah, I feel like this is gonna be the the biggest one. We're gonna start (laughs) off with a bang. Um, Of course, uh, you can join the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club, be an insider, be one of the few on the inside with Stacy and myself, you can get text messages between Stacy and you and text messages with me and you. Yes, me personally. I'll text you. Uh, and you also get, of course, breaking news. You get the family Friday priority. You get roster moves like we just saw on Monday, a whole bunch of stuff throughout the off season. We hope you will join. There's a 14 day free trial. So go check it out. All right. We got more tomorrow, we got more the day after. It's a busy week here on Lockdown Yankees. Free agency is open, the World Series is over, and it is officially hot stove season, folks. So make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss it. And that's gonna do it for today's Lockdown
0: Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.